Hi, this is Toby, and this is a review of the first episode of Twainy's Convos. Wally and I are pretty good friends, and we've known each other for about 19 years. In that time, like most friends do, we've had conversations about a lot of things, and we thought to ourselves, hmm, maybe it'd be fun to bring the world in on them. And so, we have this. Now, this episode is about the global pandemic and its effect on our world as 20-something-year-olds, and what that might mean for our 30s. And so, we kicked off with general thoughts with how we've handled what has happened so far. For you. It's been mad. God. So, pretty much, yeah, like, obviously, like, I think what keeps me sane every day is knowing that I'm not alone. Right, it's all mm -hmm. of us. Mm. Right, I keep saying, oh, guys, not just you, it's everyone. We're all going through this. But I think my first two weeks, particularly, if you know, I don't know if you noticed, but I was always, like, posting stuff that had, like, question marks on the side. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, what, yeah. What is going on? What, what is this about? What is, what's, what's going on? Why is this happening this way? Why are we not mm. choosing? Why are we going to lockdown? So I had all this question at the start. And then I think mm -hmm. at some point, I just said, I just found peace with it because I just felt, you know what, yeah, I have a lot more to be grateful for mm. than worried about because I just felt I was complaining for no yeah. reasons. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like I lost a job or I lost something. I mean, I lost, I lost opportunities for certain things, but they were not like life-defining opportunities like some would have. Mm. So, yeah. so I think having that, that realization at some point just made me calm my nerves and say, fine, you know, it's a pandemic as they've put it, but thankfully you're not on the terrible receiving side. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, well, to be honest, like it, it didn't really set in for me quickly. Um, so obviously my company did this thing where even before the government put a lockdown in, we already started working from home. Um, but my job really, even before the work from home thing, I'd always been like doing stuff remotely, um, to be honest. So that didn't really change. And I was very busy for the first like two weeks of it. Um, so it didn't really set in. But after like my workload reduced a bit, it started to like, you know, seep in and just gently like, I just read that realization where I, like, yo, this is really intense. Um, yeah. And I think my response to it was kind of like you, like gratitude that I had a job where I could work remotely. Um, things didn't really change mm -hmm. that aspect. Um, but I think what also calmed me down as well was I just started to read a lot more, just trying to understand it, uh, a bit more about mm -hmm. what's going yeah. on and what has happened in the past, right? Um, and which is really what led to this conversation that we're having right now. So um, I guess, um, but but to be said, like like, like we, I said in one of the posts, like obviously this is not going to, going to be just about the economy, right? We understand that there are people on the front lines putting their lives mm. on the lines and things like that. And so um, all we're going to say here is just our perspective about things, not really like saying this is right or this is wrong, but just to you mm. know, just share. Then Africa's response so far, uh, what would you say about it? To be honest, bro, honestly, like, I've not been keeping up. Um, there's only so much I can take. In yeah. terms of truth, lies, things that make you upset, things that make you think, oh, this is good. There's only so much I can take. Um, mm -hmm. Africa as a whole, um, obviously, I don't know if you saw this guy's video. I think that was the first time I actually thought about it that way. Um, fella, no, not Fela. What's his name? The Kuti guy. Femi Kuti. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was your about? Yeah, I saw it, but he, he just kept talking about having an Afrocentric response, you know, to the whole pandemic thing. And I never thought about it that way until I saw that video, right? And, and I think I thought, oh, well, that makes sense because, you know, similar to um, obviously other um, developing countries, we, we have confinements where such, um, this social distancing vibe cannot work easily. Yeah. So, and again, as most, most of us know, people like to die of hunger before, before, um, before the COVID-19, COVID you know, yeah. so 
you know. So I just thought this is a tough one for anyone yeah. to deal with. And personally, I think I think I was always on the camp where I was never going to I was never ever going to criticize anyone's response, initial mm. response, because I felt, you know, this is something that hasn't happened in a long while, right? Shankuti, mm. thanks, Gwen. Thank, yeah, thanks, Shankuti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so I so I felt like you know um this is a pandemic. It's never happened before, right? So. Yeah. Some countries will do try and error. Some governments will follow the crowd. Some governments mm -hmm. will try something mm -hmm. crazy, innovative. Mm -hmm. So I, mm -hmm. I, I already had that, that not forgive me because I don't owe them anything, but I already had that, that vibe where I said, okay, anything anyone does to try and sort this out, they, they allow mistakes, right? Because it's, mm -hmm. it's unprecedented. Isn't it? So yeah, with Africa's yeah. response, you know, I pretty much did not follow it at all. To be honest, so, because I'm in Ghana, like I've been able to see Ghana's response firsthand, and I've also like very still connected to Nigeria, so I've been able to see Nigeria's response as well. And I have friends that are South Africans and things like that. And you know, in, at work we get updates from different or different hubs, um, mm. and so just based on that, I think. Honestly, most African governments have responded the best way that they can um, at different levels, right? South Africa, because of the AIDS thing that they experienced a while ago, some of them, have, they have really good testing facilities, which is why they've been able to test the most. Mm. Right. To be honest, like, again, like I said, I'm in Ghana right now, and it, the, the, the difference really, um, it's quite interesting to see, to be honest, right? And, like, I don't feel like it's, like, very difficult to do. I think it's just that we choose not to do it to be honest um because for example so ghana initiated the lockdown gave regular updates and next thing you know you know they're like okay based on the updates they think we can start to ease the social distancing measures right and although a lot of people had different thoughts about it and not everybody's on board with it but everybody has enough information to go on right and i feel like that's the least we can get honestly kudos to the ncdc i, I think like they've really definitely done their part but it, it feels like a lot of the efforts are centered around just lagos alone i might be wrong but it just feels that way sometimes um and i, I don't know wait let, let's move on from this but just generally i think um there have been good examples from the continent overall um kenya is mm. a different story altogether but i think only time will tell who's made the right move or who's like been too slow to do certain mm. things right but i'll say like i got into a debate with someone and it was kind of like an economy versus public health debate right the person is saying you know we have to keep the lockdown going because you know uh public health is at risk and all of that and i'm like i get it but uh like not to be like an apologetic towards like the economy but like there's only we're not like any western economy like we don't have budgets to cover a lot of these things and so i'm not saying let's open the economy back but i'm just saying that you need to consider a lot of things and not just lock the economy down because you know the us is doing it because germany is doing it like because even those those economies are trying to open back up right because there's only so much damage you can do to the economy by keeping it stable or keeping it like closed for a long time that you won't you know have to like reap the the repercussions later on but you know go ahead you're going to say something you're right you know the economy public health debate that is the main debate so far that is a debate that i even had with somebody um even when the lockdown just started so even before the economy was even showing any signs mm -hmm. i was like this is gonna do and i think for every for everyone who knows basic basic economics that was always gonna happen right mm -hmm. again there is something called privilege right yeah. and i say that because Mm. Many of us in this lockdown that are privileged as hell. Mm. And mm. we can easily make those arguments. And I stress the word easily because you can make, make those arguments easily knowing where your next meal is coming from. 
because I, and I can see some people's comments, right? Um, people have said like, you know, um, our, our, the approach with Nigeria has really just been copy and paste. Um, yeah, we forgot that Western countries locked down but made provisions. Absolutely true, right? And, you know, you know, Nigeria mentioned the fact that they were going to send money to folks and then it became a question of how are you going to do that? It's like, there are no structures or institutions in place that make such things easy, right? And so I think as much as, like Wally mentioned, privilege is really like a key thing we shouldn't forget here. Some of us can stay home and still get paid and all of those things and work and all of those things. But the guy down the road, you know, his shop is his livelihood. And if you know, hunger does, if COVID doesn't get him, hunger will. Um, and, and so I think that's, that needs to be included in the conversation, which I think, you know, is what Ghana has tried to do. Um, and I think one of the things that even the Ghana government mentioned is that one of the reasons they're opening the economy, the, the economy back again is because of, you know, the bottom of the pyramid, which we cannot just like avoid just like that. My PhD right now, um, what, my third year right now, my PhD, uh, I should be done next year. So mm -hmm. de definitely, um, economic, economic wise, I'm definitely worried about you know, you know, for getting jobs later on in in what mm. in two years from now, because yeah. I know it is going to be tougher. Mm. Um, am I confident? Yes. Am I worried? Yeah. Because mm. because anyone who's not worried is probably not smart. So mm. I'm worried about that definitely. I'm also worried about my friends and families who've got. Um, businesses that are affected by this yeah you know because this is this is this is a break in what we call normal life and mm. I'm, I'm part of normal life is normal business that should happen the way we all think it should happen you know but yeah if it can't happen in that way how how do you suddenly reinvent something that can work in the new world mm. it is it's a big ask isn't it yeah yeah so, so, so my and the funny thing out of all my concerns and, and none of it is health you know, I've, I've had many concerns over the last three weeks. None of it has been my health. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm. I'm, I'm not saying I've got a man or two. I'm, I'm Clark Kent. No, I'm not Clark Kent. Yeah. I just mean. I just mean because I have the information that they've given us, right? Yeah. I'm confident that even if I get struck, God willing, I'll be all right. <laughs> but after being all right, there's still a life to live ahead, right? Um, mm. I am mm. what I'm. I'm definitely in my twenties, you know, approaching thirties mm. in a couple of years. Mm. Um, I have targets, right? I have targets. Mm. Things I want to hit. You have targets, so this mm. has slowed down our targets already. Those are like valid concerns. Like, if I'm going to dive right into what my own concerns are, it's I'll start from the second thing you said, which is like um, targets and just like goals and things like that. Like we all started this year with like you know, things that we hope to do, like yeah. people are in school, there are things that, you know, you just plan based on what you felt would happen. And now like all of that is just like <laughs> up in the air at the moment. Um, I think for me, my number one fear, um, you know, is first of all, I, I work with a nonprofit, uh, to, to be honest, right? And so, you know, one of the first things that gets cuts in time like this is it's funding and grants to such uh, to mm. things like that. So that's, that's, that, that's a big fear. Um, and actually, I'll call it a concern um, rather than a fear. Another concern is is just like, you know, how how soon can Africa really, as like a continent, you know, get past this? And what would the other side look like? You know, I've tried to go back in history, and like, obviously, when when you're, when you're looking through history, there's a lot of information about like the West and, 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 and like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my 
um, one of my main principles yeah, yeah. But one of the things that i try to keep, keep on my board in my head is history is a terrible predictor of the future mm. right very mm. terrible mm. very 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 terrible right there's sometimes where we can't we can't tell what's going to happen based on what's happened in the past right and i say that because the measurements of even even if we had the covid 19 pandemic or whatever in 1960s or whenever the spanish flu was which people yeah. comparisons the dynamics of economy so, social life you know physical environment everything has changed mm. technology everything has changed so you will always have those unintended consequences mm. you know that that you can't get from from and from what history tells us yeah right? absolutely. So, absolutely yeah so my point is be aware of history but don't rely on history yeah absolutely like um I, I get your point to be honest and i think looking back at history is honestly just for context right like not really to predict what exactly will happen it's really just for context right i can see your fans like you have a lot of fans to be honest which is great just just <laughs> guys watching me don't, don't worry about all right so so um but as, as i was saying right like so obviously job security is a big one um a concern not a fear like why i like to differentiate between fear and concerns is that like i think fear having a fear about something kind of like tends to make you powerless about things uh but ha making it a concern puts you in a position where you're kind of like already looking for how to get past it right and so that's why i'm calling it a concern i think other things right um let's make it local now like the naira like without the pandemic the naira itself was already like doing its own thing you understand <laughs> right and so now with the you know added catalyst of the pandemic itself it's like you know what was going on like you understand right and again privilege some people earn in dollars and they're smiling to the bank right now because but i think if even though the nominal like amount of what you can do with your dollars is increasing like the prices of things will still follow with inflation right and at the end of the day like you're still back to square one so honestly it's a very big concern right mm. and i'm like as as a continent as okay let me not generalize as nigeria do we actually have the capacity to like you know do the right things like we're still reeling from the recession in 2016 which was largely by our own doing right it's trying to flow like to to defend the naira for whatever reason like i guess i'm not an economist and i guess there were like good parts to it as well but i'm just saying like that's a big that's another fear uh, uh, a concern not fear a concern that you know how exactly are african governments going to reposition themselves after this right because again like i mentioned earlier any government that is putting out relief and you know supporting things and putting out money like it's not like they had that money in the bank per se they're essentially borrowing on the future generations mm. which technically is, yeah. is is us right Absolutely. so in the next 10 yeah in the next 10 years what exactly are we doing to pay off those debts right um if especially if they're not managed properly mm. um so I, I guess those are the two for now the rest of them like you said health to be honest like you said like for whatever reason it's not been that close like yeah obviously i don't i don't want to get it uh but i do know like again if if i do get it like there's information there's stuff like the, the, it's exactly there's all of that so the concern really isn't about like getting it i think it's 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 larger than that so the next thing is like how are you hedging for that like so these are the concerns that you have what are you doing to kind of like i guess put yourself in a better position for that bro like on a nutshell yeah um i think i think first and first i've been trying to stay positive yeah right and keep my confidence in myself yeah right? because because going back to the first point i made i said 
remembering that it's not just me it is all of us yeah. right so I, so I'm using that to take some comfort. Like this is not my problem. This is a world problem, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, secondly, um, it is just, it is just staying, it's just staying ahead of the game. So what I mean by that is, you know, my own context right now. Yeah, I'm saying okay, the things that I thought targets that I want to reach by 2021, mm. I need to reach it faster, or mm. when the time comes do do it better right yeah now that that works for me because i'm a researcher if you, if you have a business it's a it's not really in your control yeah. does that make sense yeah so me preparing for it honestly i'm playing it by air as well because again i don't think the story is over mm. i mm. see things like risk coming mm. you know positive mm. or negative so mm. but then again i'm just trying to stay aware as fast as as quick as i can because you know everything is Everything is just changing, you know, even just travel plans alone, like how that <laughs> yo, yo, even, even, yo. The, even those conferences that would help my own CV attend, mm. you know, that mm. as well. So 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 it's not just all play, but even work stuff as well. Mm. But as as um hedging for it for, for the future, let me just think, what else am I doing? I think I think even even besides work, yeah, I think mm. I'm trying to make more connections now. Honestly, okay. like like I'm on LinkedIn trying to meet people right now because like i said and maybe that goes back to my point of doing things faster or better or with more quality yeah but i'm realizing now that urgency has to be in in being at a point where i'm on i'm on top because i yeah. i don't when this is all over we can't say i can't say that oh well covid 19 slowed me down it slowed, it slowed the entire world down mm. right so i want to yeah. be at the end where i say okay it slowed me down but mm. I managed to do this yeah, yeah. so yeah so, so so i think it stems from the fact that i'm, I'm accepting the reality as it is yeah One, thinking of those targets that i can actually do with this reality yeah thinking of ways i can do them better faster or, or more quality yeah I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself either by meeting people or or doing whatever i can do to improve my knowledge put me at a better place right now yeah, you know, because again, like I said, the future is still very, very open. So I can't say where it's going to end up in the next six months. I can't say what's going to be good and bad. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair. So for me, um, I think my perspective about it is there are things that I can control and there are things I can't control. Absolutely. Um, I, so the things that I can't control, I've, I've left it like I'm a firm believer in my faith and all of that and so I've left that side but in terms of things that I can't control um, I've started to again put more just be more strategic and deliberate I think del being deliberate about certain things in this season is very important and so um, um, making contingency plans as well so I'm like okay cool um, I work for a non-profit funding could get cut at any point in time and so I need to make sure that in 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 the in that reality, if that reality happens, um, I am still able to do certain things, right? And so, you know, positives from this whole thing, staying at home is that, you know, you're not spending money as much. Uh, my companies don't really want to take care of us and do all of those things. And so like building that sort of like runway, think of it as, a, I'm thinking of it as a runway, building that runway should anything, you know, negative in that sense happen, um, that I'm still a bit like, 
I don't come out of it feeling like confused or, you know, flustered, right? Because I think one of the things when like challenges happen is, you know, having that base to fall back on to then start to think properly. Yeah, so I think I think my overall point is we human beings have have are responsible for one educating ourselves. Yeah. Being being aware aware of our own prejudices, right? Mm. And, you know, hearing the right information and asking for evidence. Yeah. You know, that thing is something that I, I always preach. And, and maybe it's the PhD side of me that's making me preach that, but we, we don't we, we don't ask for evidence enough as a population. Mm. I don't think so. I think I think we take everything we hear so easily, right? Yeah. And and and, and 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 I'm not saying come up with conspiracies. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, if someone says, "Oh, this is this and this and this," try and say, "Okay, give me proof." Yeah. You know, so it's just those three things. You know, you know, just I think that can maybe you know help us as we go on. But like I said, yeah. the story the story is far from over. Yeah. Yeah. Next the next three months, we'll have some a new revelation that would make us think differently. So. Yeah. Till then. Absolutely, yeah. And just, just, I'll just wrap up with this, right? Like, you spoke about the vaccines, right? I was reading about that, and apparently there are really, like, only four major producers uh, in the world. One of them is Chinese. Uh, I think two of them are, like, the US, and one is in India, right? And, you know, the, the economics of vaccines is already coming into play even before they found it, right? And so um, I, I guess I, I'll share the article again, uh, maybe on my profile, but it's probably worth a read because I think everybody has been waiting for the vaccines, but when it does come, it does create a separate conversation altogether. So there you have it, a review of the first episode of Twainy's Convos. It was pretty fun. Um, anyways, if you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. Um, and if you have any questions, concerns, comments, if you agreed or disagreed with anything that we said and thoughts that we shared, please leave them in the comment section as well. Wally and I will try and take the time to review that and maybe incorporate it in future conversations that we might have. Um, but till then, take care and stay safe.